You're listening to Transparency Talk with Trustwell, a podcast discussing the latest trends in technology in the food and supplement industries, featuring conversations with regulatory experts, quality and safety champions, and thought leaders across the industry. The podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes only. Welcome to today's episode of Transparency Talk with Trustwell. My name is Katie Jones, and I am the Chief Customer Officer here at Trustwell. Today on the podcast, we're going to discuss something that I am deeply passionate about, the advancement and support of women in the workplace, and specifically in the area of food safety. The COVID-19 pandemic had a disproportionate impact on women in the workforce, unfortunately, uh, particularly women of color and those in lower wage jobs. According to the National Women's Law Center, actually as of April of 2021, over 2.3 million women have left the workforce since February of 2020. This represents a significant setback for gender equality and highlights the need for policies and initiatives to support women's labor force participation and advancement in the workplace. Another report, uh, 2022 Women in the Workplace report that was published by McKinsey, reveals that women also face fewer opportunities for promotion compared to men, specifically for about every 100 men who are promoted from entry-level positions into management roles, only about 87 women are promoted. Now, this lack of mobility has contributed significantly to uh, the recent phenomenon known that we've all experienced, uh, the Great Resignation, and really highlights a need for employers to address these issues. Uh, It's important for us to improve inclusivity across the workforce, and it's going to take a big effort. And a large part of that, obviously, is industry leaders um, and across the food industry. And here we have one today with us to help us discuss and dive into these topics. We have Melody Gee. Melody Gee has over 15 years of experience in food safety and quality and is passionate about it on a global scale. She holds both bachelor's and master's degrees in food science and engineering, starting her career journey with Beyond Meat as the technical director for product development and food safety and quality control. Following this position, Guy established the Compliance and Integrity Program at SQFI and then worked as the Deputy QA Director at Lidl US. Before joining Starkist in her current role as the FSQA Director, Guy worked for Corvium, which is now Neogen Analytics, as the VP of Governance intelligence and analytics, impressive title. At Starkist, where she's at now, Guy leads the FSQA team at headquarters as well as within the plants. Guy works with different cultures and industries, including retailers and manufacturers, using her multi-language skills and expertise in food safety. As the founder of Women in Food Safety, Guy believes in women's leadership and in using their strengths to be successful in their roles. Welcome, Melody, to the podcast. We're so excited to have you on today. Well, thank you, Katie. Thank you for the nice introduction. And thank you, um, <laughs> for inviting me for the transparency talk. I'm very happy and it's my pleasure to uh, to be here and uh, I look forward to discuss women in food safety with you. Awesome. Now, the group you established, Women in Food Safety, you established that group in 2019. So a lot of those statistics that I mentioned earlier where we saw kind of coming into the pandemic in 2020, some of the issues that we've been experiencing and the advancement of women. In 2019, when you established this group, what was the reason behind 
establishing the group? Um, let's see if back to the very initial thought, it really uh -huh. started from uh, the network I have at University of Maryland. So I graduated my master in uh, from University of Maryland College Park, and then I still stay connected with the food science club, food science major students over there. Um, every time I went back to like one of those resume critiques night, everything like they talk about the industry, talk about the school. I got a lot of questions on how am I going to get there? What do I do with my major? So I thought about it. I was like, oh, OK we need to help these students. We need to let them see there is a very bright future of in food safety and quality. So that's that was my initial thought, like a seed plant in my head. Then it grown a little. I went out to talk to my committee members. So we have five committee members within Women in Food Safety. We formed this uh, group into two missions. So the first mission we have is we would like to provide a community and networking platform for the industry to share their stories, experience for female particular. Uh, and we feel like as, you, as your research, your data show, there is a lacking of such community in the industry. So the second mission we have is to truly help young professionals and students who just started their career in food safety and to grow and pipeline the future outstanding women leadership. As you mentioned, leaders are very crucial in this industry, especially in female, in order to solve and help more challenges that we're facing for equity between male and female. We got started. We have strong leadership. So we always wanted to have pipeline of our future leadership. So these are the two missions that we ended up with for this group. But it really started with um, uh, my connection and then also I like help. It's just my personality. I think it is also why I'm in food safety industry. I like mm -hmm. helping people. I like help students. I get a lot of questions. I try to answer their questions and I found out I'm not perfect either. There are so many outstanding women leadership out there. So this is why we group this community to provide a resource to to the female in the industry. Yeah. yeah. Well, you bring up such an excellent point around um, the importance of women that are entering the field, regardless of what the field is. Uh, but let's say for our discussion today, obviously the field of food safety, for women to see themselves in leadership roles um, and to just see themselves represented or for anyone really to see themselves represented. I think a key part of that, which is it sounds like um part of that origin story of the group was really based in mentorship, right? So you were at um, the University of Maryland mentoring students and, and you know, helping them with their resumes, this very, you know, tactical thing, but you were able to kind of look at it at a bigger picture and understand the importance of providing mentorship um, to women entering the field. What advice do you have um, for women entering the field? How, how do, women find good mentors in the food industry. So obviously we've, we've got your group, which is a great, uh, a great resource, but if you had, we're giving advice to women who were seeking out a mentor um, in their space in the food industry, where would you advise them to go? Mm, okay. That's, that's a big question. It's the <laughs> mentor 
it's such a because we talk a lot about even when we talk about pipeline we really mm. of course we will talk about mentorship um if i could summarize one tip for students out there look for mentors i'll say find something or someone fit your style fit your personality um i honestly i got this question a lot because of the women in food safety group and I also share this, my personal opinion on mentor mentorship as well, is this is what I often say, mentor and mentees comes naturally. Mm. And it comes with a chemical chemistry. Mm. It's not like, um, oh, today, I will use myself as an example. If I just enter the field, I will say, oh, today I wanna grow and I wanna go out to look for a mentor. Katie, would you be my mentor? Anyway, it will be, I, I wouldn't say awkward, but it wouldn't be interesting conversation to begin with because you might not know me so well. And I don't, I just see I, you're such, such a success outstanding woman yourself out there. I want to be you, but how am I get there? That's a thousand steps to achieve there. So oftentimes I always tell students is um, be natural, be yourself and it comes naturally. Another thing I mention, I often say is mentors might not be a distinguished person. Mm. It could be someone you read from an article that you read about this person. It could be someone uh, from a talk, a TED talk, and then you really like how the way she talks in public and then you learn from her. Um, it's, it's, it's a very broad, uh, area on mentor, but ultimately they do good to you. Um, and that's why I said it's very important to find something or someone fit your style, because if it doesn't fit your style, it wouldn't sustain. Um, it wouldn't be part of you that you can carry that uh, knowledge or practices. So that's how I understand mentor and mentees. And then sometimes I also share with students is I learn from them. So mentor and mentee is two-way relationship. I learn from them as well. Their new concept, their novel ideas for the industry, they do a better job than us, than me, I would say myself. So it's a two-way. And it's, that's why it's very important the natural comes bound these two relationships. And be patient. Um, if you don't have one, you don't have one. Find your style. Um, and then when you think the opportunity is right and you really need someone as your mentor, a physical person, and then you go out and ask. And hopefully by then she or him knows you already. And then the relationship found it natural. That's how I see mentor and mentees. We grow together. Yes, I love that. That is such great advice. I think it's such great advice just for life in general. <laughs> just just be yourself, right? Don't try to force it. Um, I think right. if you try to, if you've got, you know, maybe somebody, um, you know, that you've, you've thought, Hey, they, this, this person might make a good mentor, but you're trying to be something different to kind of fit. Like it's, it's not going to work in the end. Right. And so to have that really strong connection, I think that that's such great advice. Um, just going into leadership, uh, as well as, um, uh, as looking for a mentor and uh, and then starting with the I love that you look at it as a two way street, too, because I think that's so true. And I think the best mentors and leaders look at it that way. 
right? Look at it as not only are they giving, but they are going to get something back um, by, you know, by giving their time. I love that. Um, we talk a lot about here, uh, you know, at Trustwell, but also just uh, generally, I'm in a couple of groups um, that uh, either leadership or uh, women in leadership and talk a lot about the importance of just intentional um, uh, diversity and just diversifying thought and diversifying your circle, right, in leadership or in your company. Um, and that in doing that, it really it really steps up the level of thinking, right? So when you have a diverse group of people that are coming together to challenge each other, right? And I think that that's where you mentioned this very early on when you talked about establishing the group, that it's important to have this, you know, diversification of thought and that women really bring a unique, you know, aspect to that. From your perspective, when you look at, you know, um, the benefit of women as leaders in food safety, you know, how are women uniquely qualified to lead food safety teams from your perspective? I, I kept thinking about leaders and mm. female leaders, male leaders. Um, my personal opinion, I think they are all different leadership style eventually there's not really a female leader or a male leader they're all leaders with different style that's how we look at it and that's also what we are trying to let the current male leaders know that yes. um female leaders are different it's not because of they are female it's because they lead differently right we have a lot of examples yourself you were a ceo before with a a very good well-known company and we have a we have leader women leaders as a president vice president whole globally their styles are different um and then male leaders has to be open-minded that we have different like what you just explained in the team we have diversity so in the leaders we have diversity as well we have female and male and more and more females that I really truly have hope that I see more and more females become a leader now, especially in food industry. We have many VPs becomes. Is it enough? No, we need more effort to work together to pipeline future leadership. But we do start seeing uh, female leaders at that spot, VP level or chief food safety officer. Now, what I think female unique in food safety, I think we care, right, Katie? <laughs> Food, I always say food safety professionals are heroes. They anonymously or smoothly put a lot of responsibilities on their own shoulders to make the surface of ocean very calm. But only behind the scene, they know there is current under the ocean. They, they <laughs> try so hard to, to catch all the near misses to make sure products are safe. So for that, naturally, food safety people cares. And on top of that, females care more. And we are very um, empathy of our team, what happened with our consumers. With Even one now I receive one consumer complaint of food safety because of food safety. I feel for them. Hmm. Um, not saying male doesn't do that, but I think we naturally 
more on that, more sensitive on that. And that's very good for food safety industry and quality industry. It's a it's a given of talent. Uh, but I also don't want females to narrow ourselves in those characteristics. Again, right. leaders are leaders. Yes. Um, we we just need to be very uh, open-minded to work well with our counterpart. Yes, beforehand in the older generation, 50, 100 years ago, it's less common for female even getting to work. So a lot of the working style, working environment, habits are established based on male, which fit in that old generation. Right. Now, more and more people come in, females becomes the leaders. Uh, we need to be more strong and confident. It's not, if things happen, it's not because we're female or we are we are different leaders we lead in a different way we need to tell us more uh, tell ourselves more that be confident as the leader yes. we are very well leaders in food especially in food safety um don't get distracted by the comment you hear it's just different leader style and it's one of the things another thing, i think it's a little bit sidetracked but i really want to share with the audience is female tend to be less confident. We always say 80%, but yet in, in, internally we can do 100% well, but all the females out there, we are very great. We're confident. We know what we're doing in that leader spot. We, we got that seat with technical skills and interpersonal skill. We just main, keep it and maintain it. We're very good leaders. You are speaking to a topic that just is <laughs> so, I feel it so deep. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I can, again, just speaking personally and, and in, um, at our company, I lead a, uh, you know, women at work group, and we've talked extensively about imposter syndrome and extensively about this phenomenon that you're discussing where, um, you know, and, and it, I, you're you're dancing around it, and I am as well. It's really hard to make these just really broad sweeping statements across gender lines, right? So it's like, but there are these thematics that you see, um, and that you know perhaps men being overly confident, whereas women, you know, being underconfident um, and in their ability, or they will not apply for a job because they don't have every single skill listed. In the job description, um, and there's data on this, right? So, um, uh, predominantly, a lot of data in, in, you know, in the book, lean in and like around, you know, how uh, men will, you know, will apply for a job and put their name in the hat around something that, you know, they're not maybe qualified yet for. And it is something that I think just takes experience to get through. I think it also takes people like you speaking up. And saying, hey, this is something that you may be challenged with, and it's normal, and it's very real. And I think just, you know, being being vulnerable as a leader to share the struggles that you have, I think can be very eye-opening for, um, you know, younger individuals that are looking and maybe feeling like they're the only ones that are going through something like this, right? And so really opening it up and talking about these things. So, um, so yes, I um, I feel you on that one <laughs> very much. Oh, thank you, Katie. 
very good point um, is you are not alone. So yes. that's also another reason we have women in food safety. Uh, we share uh, in the group of the challenges we face, all the, um, the achievements that we gain with other peers, female peers, and inspire younger generation, let them know they are not alone. Every yes. one of us experienced those changes. I think you're, you, that come, I just want to reemphasize that, yeah, you're not alone. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's look forward. We know, we know we've got a lot to do <laughs> collectively <laughs> at whether you're, you know, listening as an, as an ally who want to support women more, or you are maybe, you know, personally dealing with, with something. Let's, let's talk about the vision, right? So when you think about, you know, let's say, uh, you know, 10 years from now um, plus, <laughs> how do you see the role of women in food safety evolving, you know, in the future? Um, and what are the opportunities that you see for, for growth and development in the field? Um, well, I was certainly in the next 10 years, I will see more and more females in the leadership spot, in the executive spot. Uh, that um, that category. Yes. Um, because right, if we look back, before we look forward, we look back 20, 25 years ago, we've come a long way um, in terms of female and male, both genders on the leaders, but it's not enough. And, and a, a lot of time um, people look at within a team, they count the team members the mm -hmm. ratio and gender. They were like, oh, we're 50-50 on the teams, team members. However, if currently we look at only leaders, we typically will find that leaders are not female, but all the team members, they have predominantly female team members. And we, in the future 10 years, definitely we want more and more female to get that leader spot. Mm -hmm. Until we get that leader spot, we can do more for our, for our community. Um, that's what I will see the vision and hopefully we can all contribute it together in order to achieve that vision. We definitely need male works with us together. Yes. Right. They look at our talents. They look at our expertise, regardless gender. We're just we are same talented professionals. Um, the one thing important also why we need a female leaders group um, is also leaders tend to um, it circle back to mentor. We mature, we nourish our uh, team members to this leadership style it's for the leader. So the more female leaders at the table, at upper executive uh, category, uh, the more chances of female team members take mm -hmm. over that leader. So that's what, what we are working towards. Um, another thing I would like to mention is also um, one of the comments you had is good that it, food safety industry have a lot of fields actually within food safety. Uh, we have lab, we have facility floor, we have audit, we have office. Um, within women in food safety, we have different focuses as well. And also don't underestimate those different fields. You are also a good leader. If you are a leader of a lab, you 
you if you are a leader of a whole facility of an entire QA team, you are a good leader already. So step and step, we go to the final C-level or executive level. But let's, uh, I guess what I want to say is each stage or each field, those are our milestones. Don't underestimate that. We, we celebrate each milestone. Yes. And eventually, all these small pieces of fields and all these leaders comes, um, comes together. And then we have more and more female leaders in the industry. Yes. And again, to summarize, in the next 10 days, of course, I want to see more <laughs> and more female leaders. <laughs> our leadership style sustain. Yes. <laughs> Uh, you know, you hit on such um, an important point for companies to think about. I think you referenced in the in the beginning this pipeline concept, right? Making sure that you're always um, feeding the pipeline for talent coming into the business, but then also it's the same pipeline that should be coming through to promote within the business, right? So like there is this, you know, entry point. And I think that a lot of really, really great work has been done on the recruitment process, right? Making sure that there's a lot of um, intentionality in recruitment and increasing uh, the, you know, just sheer numbers, as you referenced, just number of women that are being hired. But then there's this next step you can't just kind of stop there <laughs> and you have to continue how are we nurturing uh women that we're hiring how are we um supporting them and you know and i think that that's where we saw this kind of shakiness in in the pandemic um that caused a lot of um you know, a lot of women, unfortunately, to have to be, you know, forced to to leave the workforce um, or, you know, willingly, I don't want to say that they were all forced, but um, trying to kind of recenter as women are reentering the workforce. What are those things that we learned um, in terms of, you know, allowing for a greater amount of flexibility or, you know, just whatever that that is. Um, and I've, I've seen a lot of really great work being done in that area. And I think as long as we're continuing to invest in that, I do think that, you know, 10 years from now, definitely see those numbers up, more leadership, more women in the C-suite. Um, we are seeing those numbers go up, um, at least uh, at, uh, um, you know, major companies. And then, you know, we're definitely seeing it in tech as well. So it's, it is encouraging. Um, there's a lot of really great um, momentum that we have seen um, just need to make sure that we are keeping our eye on it, uh, moving it forward. And people such as yourself, your group um, are really helping do that. And so thank you for everything that you're doing in the industry to help advance women and food safety. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. And then we really, it's a collaboration. We work together with the industry. So thank you for having me. Yes. And ultimately, <laughs> we're uh, to pipeline the future female leadership. Yes. Well, Melody, thank you again so much uh, for the insights. Great advice uh, for those listening, especially if you're you're seeking out a mentor um, and are looking for opportunities. Can't recommend the group enough. Um, and so we'll be sure to include a link to the Women in Food Safety group so that you can find out a little bit more about how to participate and how to join. And just once again, Melody, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you.
Well, thank you, listeners, for tuning into Transparency Talk with Trustwell, where we explore the critical role of transparency in building trust and driving positive change in today's food chain. Thank you for listening to Transparency Talk with Trustwell. To learn more about Trustwell and its technology platform that connects product formulation, nutrition analysis, and compliant labeling with traceability, recall readiness, and supply chain transparency, please visit www.trustwell.com.